Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Vereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. We're going to have a pretty easy, light episode today, but we're going to start getting back into the swing of things because football. 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 (laughs) Let's go. Mitchell, football is coming back very soon. I want to get your initial thoughts because we talked to Trenton Borgay last week. And uh, he kind of gave us the inside information into what's going on in his head, how he's working. Um, what were your initial takeaways from that interview? Well, he definitely sounds very motivated, which that's awesome to hear as someone who's facing probably one of the tougher competitions in any position group at this uh, with this team right now with everybody that has transferred in. And then of course, all of the excitement around the freshman Jaden Rashada, but Trenton seems very motivated, seems very focused and he seems very ready and uber confident. And I don't think that his confidence is going to be shaken with whatever happens with what Kenny Dillingham decides to do with the quarterback position. And that's awesome to see because they really need him as a leader too, as one of the very few uh, carryovers from the Herm Edwards regime uh, staff wise or, you know, roster wise. And I'm looking forward to see how he impacts this team, whether it's on the field or even off the field. It's it's very motivating to hear from Trenton in that kind of light. He sounds like he has the confidence of a starting quarterback for sure. And uh, something I wanted to point out, I didn't even realize his numbers were as good as they were. Like last year, he completed over 70 percent of his passes like that's really good. Yeah. And he had 11 touchdowns, six interceptions. I got in a debate with one of my friends uh, about if he or Keaton Slovis, who is now on his third school, <laughs> is a better quarterback. And I looked at Keaton Slovis' stats, and he played in 11 games last year for Pitt and had 10 touchdowns <laughs> and nine interceptions. Uh, Trenton oh had 11 gosh. and six in like seven games. So, you know, I've got to say that, that Trenton Borgay, uh, you know, his numbers are really good, and yeah, he sounded like a starter when he came on our, our show. He had that confidence. Um, so we talked about Trenton. We talked about now a little bit about Jaden Rashada. And speaking of recruiting, there's been some news in recruiting, so let's go down the board and just look at what's going on in the recruiting landscape. Everything's kind of changed. Everything's kind of weird and wacky because of NIL, because of... The what are they calling it? The new college football landscape is that is that like there the, you go, the cliche that they're going with nowadays? Yeah. The changing, la- the ever changing landscape, the new landscape. There's got to be landscape in there. Um, is the which way is the money rolling down the hill? Does that equate to that kind of discussion? Sure. <laughs> so Jed Fish and uh, and U of A, they 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 caught uh, this five star recruit. You see what I did there, Jesse? The fish caught. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I um, do. I do see what you did there. So they got this guy from uh, uh, Elijah Rushing, and that just sounds like an edge rusher, does it not? Like he plays yeah. defensive end. Either he's, that or a running back. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's an edge rusher. Twenty <laughs> seventh overall recruit in the twenty twenty four class, according to two four seven Sports. Jesse, go ahead. Why okay. has ASU not been able to get recruits like this recently? You know, that's the question. <laughs> That's the question I have. I don't know if they've have they really ever been able to get recruits like this. I mean, they've got Nikhil. I mean, Jaden Rashada is real is deal. Nikhil, yeah, Jaden Rashada <laughs> was a big recruit. Um, he wasn't at this level though. Um, and this is a local kid. He's from Tucson. Uh, you know, U of A looking like they can land 
you know, the local guys. And this is exactly what Kenny Dillingham wants to do. But, like, why hasn't it started to happen yet? Is it the 3-9 and nine record last year? U of A is, wasn't too much better. I mean, they did beat ASU, but, like... Why would you want to go to a school in Tucson? I'm sorry, no, no offense to Tucson. Uh, Off- I, offense to Tucson. No, How we about can th- offend Tucson. Yeah. Come no, on, I, no, yeah. Offen- like, offense to no, Tucson, Jesse. No. I, you know what? I'm going to defend <laughs> Tucson a little bit. I have not had a bad time when I've gone down to Tucson. It is a fine city. But why would you ever want to go there over Tempe, Arizona, the Phoenix area? So much more going on. Even if you're from Tucson, why would you want to stay in Tucson? Like, who would want to stay in Tucson to play college football? That sounds so boring. Um, So, yeah, like, what ASU— I thought it wasn't boring. Which which one is it, Jesse? It's it's fine. It's a fine fine city. Here's the problem I have with Tucson. You ready? What? The problem I have with Tucson is everything is a 15-minute drive. You you can't just go to one place— and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go here in five minutes. No, it takes 15 minutes no matter where you're going. Because the highway is so far from civilization. Well, okay. It's well, pretty stretched out down there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not – let's just say it's not Phoenix. It's not Tempe. I don't know why you would want to go to school down there. That's, that's just my Maybe my they opinion. have the, the um, program that he, that, he wants, you know, that he wants to major in. Okay, I think ASU has every program that U of A has, and most rank better. I think uh, I, don't, I don't know that for sure, but most rank better. But anyway, anyway, uh, anywho, I see ASU getting these recruits, and you know it'll be some tweet from s- some you know media member that's like breaking news: ASU lands yada 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 recruit, and it's like, oh, that guy looks good. And I check the rankings and. Nowhere to be found. Three-star recruit. Maybe even not even a three-star recruit. And now you got U of A getting a five-star. It's just, I don't understand how U of A lands a five-star and ASU can't get, you know, a three-star. It's, it's got to be NIL or ASU only gets three-star. It's got to be NIL or something like that. Yeah. But it's just, why, why is this advancing? Why is this still a problem? I don't understand well, why it's so so hard to recruit at Arizona State. I went to one men's basketball game in 2013, and I was sold. It was against Maryland, Baltimore County, UMBC. We, I was sold. Well, now I know why you went. <laughs> no, that's not why. He, I was just on went. A, he was on his official visit, Mitch. Come on. He was on his official visit. I just went because I wanted to go to a D1 basketball game. Like <laughs> that's, And then I was like, this seems like a cool school. Let's see how they have it. How they do in journalism and great journalism school. So I was like, I want to go to Arizona State. So you lucked into it, huh? And it was the weather was nice. You know, it, I came in like October, November. It was like eighty degrees. I wore sunscreen in November. Why? Why is this so hard to recruit to? I don't understand. Um, there's a couple reasons, and we've gone over it before. Um, the very large alumni base um, doesn't necessarily support sports, which is fine, right? Um, but we need to kind of translate their support for the school into supporting the overall sports programs in general. You know, like they, they want to support the program that they went to. That's fine. Like if they went to the medical program, nursing school, whatever it may be, they want to support that. That's fine. But if they can support their school overall so that it can seed in every avenue, that's that's what we want overall, correct? Yeah, but here's my issue a lot too. I think there's a 
there's an old guard of ASU alums from the party school era that are like, ha, 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 I went to Arizona State. I didn't really do much there. And, like, I've seen comedians talk about it. Uh, one, one of the comedians, uh, he's, I'm not going to name names, but he's on the show, Dave. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just say that. Uh, he's like, I went to Arizona State, and, you know, he, he talks about basically how he didn't take, take it seriously. And we need that narrative to go away at ASU because that's, you know, that's a huge, I think, deterrent for parents, number one. And then that's an alumni base that, like, I don't think that guy's going to be, like, supporting the athletic department because he didn't really care about the school in general when he was here. So, uh, you know. There's enough alumni base from Arizona State that are successful because of how large of a school it is. It's a great school. But my, my point is there's a large enough alumni base to be able to contribute to this athletic program. The, the people at hand, the, or the, um, the athletic department just has to f- seek out those people better, and hopefully they will in the coming yeah, years. And, it, it, and it, the uni- it's, it's new. Not just the athletic department, the university as a whole. You can be a great academic school, and you can also care deeply about athletics. I think Stanford has done a really good job of that over, over the years. Yeah, it's new overall, though, Mitch, but no, ASU is pretty behind, would you say, right? Like, Well, so funny i'm looking at a web that does a fantastic job in kind of compiling recruits year by year all time i just, I just want to read top five all-time asu commits all right you guys ready yep so sure vontez perfect number one in 2009 he was a five-star recruit okay in 2004 tight end zach miller he was a five-star recruit Jaden daniels in 2019 listed here as a four-star recruit that worked Oof. out Terrell Suggs in 2000, forced recruit. And then number five on this list in 2009, Corey Adams was a four-star recruit. Nikhil's not on this list? Nikhil is sixth. He's just behind Corey Adams. As far as, like, what their star rating was when they were recruited high school. I think what I'm trying to get at is we can get upset about this, and rightfully so. He's going to the rival university, and he is a damn good edge rusher coming out of high school. It doesn't always lead to everything that you would expect it to be. Like, to the credit of the five guys that I just said, they had great careers at ASU. Some problems, but they had great careers at ASU. But that doesn't always pan out for all of the best recruits in the in high school recruiting and even at the level. It doesn't always pan out for everybody. You know who the seventh recruit on this list is? Brady White. What's Brady White up to? Hey, right he now? was a great college saying... quarterback. ASU let okay, him go okay. way well, too early. That guy was so good at Memphis. Come on. <laughs> but what did he do at ASU? I think is the point that I'm trying to he get. He graduated at. from Barrett. Got to, where he really got put the book. He got pushed out the door. Like Yeah, cuz he got injured. I don't know. There's an overreaction factor to this, but there's also a I'm very pissed off that not only did they miss out on a local recruit, but he's going to the rival school down south. So I'm I'm trying to present both of it so that we're not overreacting to it. But I get it. There are factors involved that lead to a decision like this. And yes, money is one of them, but it's not everything. It goes all the way back to activating the Valley, because if you think about some of the um, even some of the former Cardinals players now, Byron Murphy from here. Yep. Uh, Christian Kirk from here. So it's it's. 
like they let them walk. They let too. them go to Washington and Texas A and M and whatever, right? Yeah. So like, those are two guys that are now pretty solid NFL players that you missed out on. You got You got to continue, and I think that's what Kenny Dillingham's trying to do is just get these guys in the backyard to want to stay home. Yeah, for sure. Um, but again, you know, it's not all about recruiting. I will. I will say this: not yeah. all about recruiting. Yeah, Utah. Is a great example of that. They're probably the the class of the Pac-12 right now, and they have turned lower level recruits into really good players. A lot of it's coaching um, at the college levels. So, you know, but I th- I think that Kenny Dillingham's message has been that he wants to land the big Arizona recruits. So, when he doesn't land the big Arizona recruits, then I'm you know a little bit uh, cautious to be like, oh well, it doesn't matter. Because he can just de- develop guys. Because I, I feel like that's, I feel like that's playing both sides a little bit for me. So according to twenty four seven Sports, in the class of twenty twenty four, ASU has fourteen three stars star recruits. U of A has fifteen, and they have one four star and one five star. ASU does not have a four star or a five star according to twenty four seven Sports. Yeah, and they're also ten spots behind U of A. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yes. Um, is that something we need to stress about in this exact in time right now? Like, I get no. it. The recruiting cycle for right. next year starts literally in the off season after two years before, but I mean, there's still plenty of time for guys to make decisions. But just from a personal example, I didn't know where I was going to college until April of my senior year. So maybe it could be the same exact thing for a bunch of high schools out there that are still trying to figure out what's the best opportunity for me and where am I going to go. Right. Like to have all these commits in June, July for a year from now, awesome. But it's not the end of it, right? Like there's still plenty more opportunities to come. Yeah, and you know, going back to, you know, recency, I mean ASU has pretty has been pretty low on the recruiting board and now for twenty twenty four they're fourth in the Pac twelve, which is pretty good. Oregon's right at the top with fourteen four stars right now. But if ASU gets a couple four stars, maybe three, four. They jump right into that category where Stanford is with six right now, and um, you know, hop over U of A. So yeah, it's too early, but right now they're losing the game. ASU should be the school ten spots ahead of U of A. You know, just come to Tempe, go to Tucson. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Um. Is there any other thoughts that you guys wanted to get out about the football program and recruiting in general before we move on? You can win the recruiting game or you can win the actual game. I'll leave it at that. You play to win the game? (laughs) What? Something like a former ASU head coach used to say. Yeah, something of that ilk. (laughs) Um, So now let's go over to um, college basketball, women's uh, basketball in general. So, shout out Charlie Turner Thorne. She is now the assistant coach for the Phoenix Mercury. But not only Charlie Turner Thorne, but Nikki Blue is the head coach of the team. She was on uh, ASU's coaching staff with Charlie Turner Thorne two years ago. Yeah, and I'd just like to say that the Mercury's defense, don't don't talk about last night, but uh, I, uh, spoiler alert, I covered the team. Uh, that- the Aces are a tough team to play. Yeah, the Aces anybody, are a tough team to play. But let, let me just say that the, the Mercury's defensive intensity since Charlie has come in versus before she came in, it's night and day. So she's already doing her thing at, with the Mercury. Good. 
Um, Nikki Blue, though, in her inter- or not introduction, it was a couple days after she was introduced Correct. as head yeah, coach. It was this was after, after her first win. After her first win, um, she was at the podium with uh, Brittany Griner and uh, Diana Taurasi on either side of her. Yep. Um, she had this to say um, after the game. This this is going back to when Charlie decided to step away from the program, and uh, Nikki Blue was still. Uh, at the program for the time being. Yeah, and she was a candidate for head coach. A year ago in uh, March, I was coaching, assistant coach at ASU, and Charlie Turner Thorne said she was retiring, wanted to hand over the program to me. Administration, you know, ended up opening up the search, and uh, they actually found a phenomenal coach. It was great. But to be told that I checked all the boxes except one, which was um, head coaching experience, (laughs) was difficult for me. You know, because I was so, uh, you know, bought into that school and, and uh, you know, I, I, wanted, I wanted that job. For us to get this win tonight, it just reminds me of, um, you know, that saying that, you know, God doesn't call on the qualified. He qualifies the cult. So all I needed was an opportunity. All I needed was a shot. And all I needed was a great team to, you know, have my back. I mean, I'm so grateful that we got this win. And, um I got my first win as a head coach, and I'm truly appreciative of that. And then Diana Taurasi said something about, how about them apples or something like that? Yeah. Right after that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my thoughts on that are, number one, as we see with Kenny Dillingham and the way I think he's been, um, you know, at least putting the program in a positive direction. Um, on the football side, you don't have to always hire a head coach with head coaching experience. And, you know, I love Coach A. Uh, but, you know, you don't always have to hire a head coach with uh, head coaching experience. Um, I think that, you know, what, what I've seen out of Nikki Blue and her time now in with the Mercury, um, just like night and day difference between the previous head coach of the Mercury, who is a professional head coach, like that she's now dealing with pros and has two wins, you know, as a professional head coach and the team, you know, while she's in a tough spot, they're not that good. Uh, but like, I mean, they're missing their starting point guard. They're, you know, yeah, they're exactly. aging a little bit. It, it's, yeah. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors yeah. going on there, but with what she's had, they had a really impressive showing against one of the best teams and the best player in the world uh, in the New York Liberty. Um, and then they had a great win against Indiana and another great win um, over the weekend. So, you know, it's just it's been a night and day difference. Um, and she just has a presence about her that commands respect. Um and so, you know, I'm not going to say that ASU made a mistake not hiring her, but my, my point is that they shouldn't rule out coaches because they don't have previous head coaching experience. That is... Well, I'm not going to try and diss on the... Sorry, Jeremy. I'm no, not going to try and diss on the organization or the, the university or the front office or anything like that, but this has kind of been the MO for Ray Anderson since he took over the role of... Uh, being in charge of athletics you know he's always looking for a good name and someone with experience and that's not to say that he discredits those that don't have the experience as you just mentioned jesse with kenny dillingham but it took hiring basically his best friend first before he got to that level of 
well, we just got to go out and hire the best coach for the job. And you know what? At the time, perhaps Coach Adair was the best one for the job, and maybe she still is the best one for the job. Yeah. But I respect Nick's comments in the sense that she didn't let that one little thing against her get her down and stop her from doing what she wants to do. And to your point, she's in a much better spot. She's very much revitalized what has been a rough season for the Mercury. And now she gets to work alongside her long, long time mentor with CTT. Uh, you know, for the most part, like I get, I get the frustration and it's good to let that out and it's good to feel reprieve from that. But I don't think that has to be like a negative knock on the university in any way, shape or form. No, it's just number one. It's good to see because it's another sun devil, right? That it's yeah. doing well outside of the, you know, not necessarily has to be with the Sun Devils for us to be happy about it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and number two, I mean, like, you saw what Ray did with Kenny Dillingham, to your guys' point. Like, he went out and got the best coach available. And, and I think he took a chance also with, with the hockey program and keeping Greg Powers around Yep. Um, after he won the national championship for the club team. So, I mean, keeping Greg Powers around when they turned to NCAA was a huge risk, and it's panned out. They went to the NCAA tournament a few years back. Um, they're getting some recruits. They just joined a conference, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But, um, I mean— that... And they got a brand-new arena. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that's probably the best thing to come out of it is when you can convince people to come and watch your events because, as the three of us all know, Oceanside was not forever— so it's a good thing that they were able to get Mullet Arena off the ground. I still love that place, though. <laughs> I will, I will oh, forever love that place. Memorable as heck, but... I will ever, yeah, forever I, love that place. Um, no, but it, it's not 100%, you know, a knock on Ray Anderson that he didn't keep Nikki Blue around. And obviously, right. yes. there's still time for uh, Natasha Adair to, to turn this team around. They haven't, you know, she hasn't gotten a full recruiting yeah. cycle in yet. So. Just... Just my my point again, don't rule out first-time head coaches. Uh, yeah, understood. I like that. Um, now getting over to the hockey program, they joined the National Collegiate Hockey Conference. That's at the NCHC. That has uh, Colorado College, Denver, uh, that's Miami of Ohio, Minnesota Duluth, Miami University, don't tell, don't don't say Miami of Ohio to any of the uh, the <laughs> Miami University graduates because they will quickly say we went to Miami University. <laughs> okay, um, Omaha, uh, not Peyton Manning, but Omaha. Uh, also, not the stakes. <laughs> North Dakota, Saint Cloud State, and uh, Western Michigan. So awesome! Yeah. Just my base reaction, this is an awesome conference. Like yes. Denver has spit out perennially good hockey team. Of course, Minnesota Duluth has had really, really good hockey teams. St. Cloud State. Like, this is a very competitive conference that ASU is getting itself into from a hockey standpoint. So so they'll, be, they'll officially become a mem- member July 1st of next year. Yeah. So one more year as an independent. Correct. And then they will, will move on to. And they, they've played these teams before as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yes. So this is what I read in the article on ArizonaSports.com, if you want to go check that out. Um, The title of it is ASU Hockey Joining National Collegiate Hockey Conference in 2024-25. You can also go to the homepage of ArizonaSports.com and just scroll down to the Sun Devils tab, and it's the first page. It's the first story right there. So um, 
this is the resume of the uh, NCHC. Uh, five national championships in, in its first 10 seasons. Wow. Uh, the teams from the NCHC have accounted for 13 Frozen Four appearances and 35 NCAA tournament berths in the conference's wow. history. So it's a big-time college hockey conference. And, again, why would you want to go play uh, for Minnesota Duluth or Nebraska Omaha oh, when you can come to Tempe and the only time it's cold is when you're playing hockey? Um, number one, I like those stats that you read out about the 13 Frozen Four appearances and the five national championships in 10 years. That's huge. N- number two, I really like the direction of this program. Um, they took a step back after the Pashnuk group and, and Wilson group all, or um, not Wilson. Yeah, Wilson, right? Johnny Walker. Walker. After those guys all left, right? We had Johnny Walker and Remy Martin at ASU at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> after that, gosh. after those guys all graduated and left, they took a little step back, right? Yeah. But now they're in Mullet. They have that recruiting tool. They now have the recruiting tool of being in this very competitive conference. Again, to Jesse's point, why would you not want to come to Tempe to play hockey? And for the time being, you get to play at an NHL arena. <laughs> There you go. Like, which which is being praised by numerous NHL teams for having Best fantastic ice. ice. Best ice. Best so, ice in, in yes. the NHL, I've heard. So, yeah. Uh, come to ASU. It's, it's going to become a hockey school, I think. <laughs> it's very convincing, Jesse. Well, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> I with think the, it'll... ASU, I think it'll know, compete from a hockey standpoint. It, Sorry. It, it, could become a, it, it could become a football school, I, I think. That's about that's about my assessment of ASU as an athletic program. It's been the same thing since 1997. All right, Mitch, yep. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I wanted to just add this in here because I was looking around, seeing if there was any other um, ASU athletic events or stories going on, and I noticed this uh, on the Sun Devils website. Uh, any big track and field outdoor championship fans out there? Sure, uh, of course. Cool. Awesome. I saw this and I thought this was really cool. So there's four Sun Devils that are going to compete in the World Athletics World Championships in Budapest in August. So quick shout outs to Turner Washington, Justin Robinson, Maggie Ewan and Chris Bernard, uh, all finishing top three. And then in some cases, even getting the gold in their respective events uh, at the uh, championships in Eugene just a week ago. So good for them. I'm excited for them. It'll be cool to see some devils being represented in Budapest. I wanted I, to throw that in there. I'll check out. Uh, I'll check in with the uh, suits at the station here. See if we can go to that one. <laughs> to Budapest, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like in two <laughs> weeks? Like something like that. No, we can figure it out. Uh, but uh, and then I also wanted to mention Jeremy. Um, really good day. A uh, really good couple days for ASU baseball at the uh, MLB draft. If you want to go and see who. Uh, all was drafted. Um, you can go to at ASU underscore baseball on Twitter. Uh, there's we never wrapped the four bow or five. We uh, never players. wrapped the bow on the softball season and the baseball season. So real quick, what a weird season for the baseball team. Yeah, <laughs> was... they gave up a lot of runs, but they also scored a lot of runs, and then they didn't make the tournament. It was weird. It was they so had some strange. exciting players this year yeah. too. Yeah, sure. again, they, they got it. They got much more enjoyable. Drafted. For sure. Um, no, but good Let's future. Let's go Luke Keyshaw. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Good future <laughs> Blake for, for Pivoroff, Ed- right? Pivoroff? I think I got it. To kind of wrap the bow on everything that we've talked about today, if recruiting and NIL all start to come around, this school will be very intriguing to some high school kids. And uh, I'm excited to see the future of, uh, of ASU athletics and, and where it, it, it goes overall. Yeah. Look, if you hate snow, come to Tempe. <laughs> How long? You know? are, we've been saying that again since 1997. I'm sorry, but it, the <laughs> only the, the slogan, <laughs> the only good part about snow is when it cancels school. Otherwise, and then like the first couple of days of sledding and then and then it just like kind of freezes over and then it sucks so don't snow snow sucks all right jesse's got a show to prep for i'm tired it's early i'm working seven to three today mitch is awake congratulations mitch (laughs) i'm always up at this time i just didn't want to come into the office this early you're always up at this time yeah and you work in the afternoons oh gosh what's wrong with i would try to sleep till like 10 30 every day if i were you you get here at what 11 30 every day I got stuff to do, all right? I'm not just waking up because I feel like it. As he has all of his, his uh, action figures and, and posters in the background, you definitely have stuff to do, right? Those are bobbleheads, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, one of them happens to be an Arizona State University flag. Go Devils. And Jesse Go forgot Sparky. his helmet again. Uh, yeah, you know, oh. it's fine. I, I I bought like a $60 helmet and it's... And uh, we've used yeah. it twice. <laughs> we've used it like four times. Come on. Come on. And also I got sick during the March Madness run, so I was doing shows from home, okay? That's going to do... Jeremy, just yeah. superimpose it in the video when everything's all done. That's oh, all More work do. for me. That'd be great. All right. That's going to do it for this edition <laughs> of State of the Felisa. Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. For Jesse Morrison and Mitch Heraldis, I'm Jeremy Schnell. You can follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils. We'll talk to you next time.